Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Pinball Prelude. Ooh. It's a prelude to It's a prelude to pinball, man. Yeah. Um, but before we do, we got a little bit of feedback. Uh, first of all, I'd like to wish... Uh, Amigos Patreon, David McCrandles, a very happy birthday. His birthday was on March 25th, so happy birthday, David. Oh, how old was he? Uh, it's a, uncertain. A, a gentleman uncertain. doesn't ask, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Adam Bradley wrote in. We were talking about the um, the atrocious frame rate of OutRun on the Amiga. Oh, God. And man, that... Uh, and he, he said, what a dud. Uh, he sent a, a picture of one of those toys um, that uh, that we were talking about, the kind that have the, um, you know, the, the scrolling background. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I used to have one of those. And uh, I'll put it up on the screen here so you can see it real quick. Um, this is a, uh, <coughs> this is it. It's uh, basically your, your, your car is painted on the screen. And uh, you have a gear shifter and a little steering wheel, and you can go to town. Did you, you said you had one of these? Now this one for people in Radio Land is a. It looks like a console with a steering wheel kind of hooked to it and a gear shift. Now mm. that one's a faint, the fancy one. Mm. I saw a couple other ones. I had there was a black one, and it was like, and there was an orange one. I had the orange one, and I think my buddy had the black one, but it had a little wheel that connected right up to the car. It was a tiny little wheel, about the size of a fifty cent piece. And you moved that, and it moved your car on a little arm back and forth across the scrolling, uh, a scrolling uh, paper feed gimmick, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny to think back, uh, and I, I'm, bit, I'm guessing it was this way everywhere, but in this country, we had these little handheld games that got real popular when I was a kid. And they'd usually have like marbles in them, and you would shake them and try to put the marbles in holes. Oh yeah, yeah. There's one that was like they're filled with water, and you've got right. And yeah, you had to, you had to put mm-hmm. the little buttons and would shoot the right. little things up. Uh, and uh, there, I think Tommy put them out a lot of them, and uh, coming out of Japan. And I thought these things were great. And sometimes they'd have a thing that would uh, that you could turn, and it would it'd be a buzzer or something. Oh, you yeah. try to do something. And even there, the games like have you? Did you ever play Labyrinth? So Labyrinth just, was, uh, yeah, like it's like a wooden, you know, like a wooden yeah, yeah, box yeah. and you've got different obstacles and yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, and so, but those those are effectively, those were our walk, or our, our uh, Game Boys and mm-hmm. and uh, that's that was it. There was nothing else. Yeah, of course, know? now, I'm a little bit younger than you are, so well, I grew up with uh, rudimentary, you know, the Tiger mm-hmm. handheld games and, uh, you know, I, I really was a little bit too young for the, the first version of those, which would be like the Coleco arcade game, the mini arcade games, or the, the handheld football and stuff like that. Yeah, those were the ones. And I'll tell you, when those mini arc, those Coleco mini games, much like now, there's a reason those things are still in demand, because I was just thinking, holy smokes. 
And the uh, commercials for those were great because it would show the full size game. Right. It'd be like, take the game home. And like, it'd morph down. And then you're like, holy jeez, it looks just like it. And yeah. then, of course, you play the game. You're like, oh, man. Not the same. You know, Not but uh, still, it was, you know, hey, that's as good as you're going to get. You can put those on your shelf and be like, I'm a big man. Right. I never got one of those. I'm not sure I asked for them, but I kind of secretly wanted them. I don't know if I even wanted them that bad. Well, if you want them now. I had a computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Tell me about yeah. it. It cost a fortune, man. Um, and then we, we got a little bit of feedback this week. Um, this is one. Uh, oh, it's, it's not real feedback. This is this it's is not. this guy C. Brian Jones. Uh-huh. Um, every week he posts that he's listening to us on a format that I didn't even know that we were on. Okay, this is a guy from Twitter, and he says that he's listening to us on Overcast.fm. Did you know we were on Overcast? I never. I don't think so. Yeah. So you can check out our show uh, every week. On I don't know Overcast. what Overcast uh, is. Do you know what that is? I, I don't know. Maybe it's something that bleeds off one of the other things. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a streaming thing. It's kind of like Stitcher. But uh, but thank you, C. Brian Jones, uh, publisher of Trek.fm. And, uh, Ooh, Trek. Yeah, he's a columnist for StarTrek.com. No kidding. Yeah. So uh, I like me some good old school Trek. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much. And uh, that concludes our That's feedback. our feedback for today. <laughs> Two weeks of no news, and that was the people. So we're really, we're firing all cylinders yeah. here. Um. What do you? What news do you have from the Amiga? Well, universe? since we didn't go over last news last week, I'll go over just briefly some of the stuff that happened in, in the uh, in the uh, time we've been away. Um, Ocean Software's uh, Head Over Heels has been uh, basically uh, made available as one of those uh, playable PC files. You know the uh, gimmick where they sort of like uh, the company does it. So if you're on a PC and you want to play that, I, I'll be honest, with you, I have not played that particular. Have, have you have you heard of Head Over Heels before though? I've not. So have, this have, is this is supposedly one of the best games of this sort of you know this is like Batman or Night Lore uh, this isometric perspective you know mostly made <coughs> famous on the Spectrum yeah but Head Over Heels is supposed to be the best one but also the most devilishly challenging really yeah we may have to get that in a world in yeah. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this last week. I, I, I'm guessing we did, but maybe we did. Did we mention that the new issue of Amigos Magazine is out? Um, you know, I can't remember. Because I don't think we remember. But yeah, Amigos uh, issue five, it's gold, Jerry. Gold. I read through this in one setting, and it was uh, top shelf. Uh, I like the. <laughs> there's always there's always at least three things in these magazines that I really like, mm-hmm. and and and, they're, and it was good. Uh, so if you're if you uh, uh, haven't checked it out yet. I strongly urge you to check it out. It was really good. Um, you know, just this is not news, but I don't have iTunes, and I don't have uh, any Apple stuff. I know you do. Uh, and uh, I was like, I wonder if we're on, I guess we're on iTunes. We've been on iTunes That's where I thought. Beginning. I thought we had been. And so I went over, and we actually had two reviews on there. Did you know that? We Yeah, we, we brought them up on the show. Did we? How many years ago was that? This was very early on. In so the we show. so we've gotten two reviews, and then that's it. And all this time, I think that our our scene, our audience, is mostly like you. You hate Apple. You don't want anything to do with their products, and you're proud to right click and download the MP3. That's true. But I bet there's a lot of people that transition from Amiga to Apple. That may be true. It's the same kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong. Apple is nowhere near as good as Amiga, but. It, they do have a lot of them have the same uh, 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 love of their platform, sure. Yeah. You know, and I can see where a passionate Amiga fan, when the deal went down, mm-hmm. might transition over yeah. to that. And to be honest with you all, listeners, um, 
iTunes rankings are still the driving force in podcast adoption. Which is ludicrous. Um, there's, there's still no other platform, delivery platform, that reaches the audience that, that iTunes does. And uh, reviews are a big part of that. So if you do listen on iTunes and you'd like to give us a review, we'd really appreciate it because that will make us rank. It'll make more people find our podcast more easily because... Going, you know, thinking back on it, maybe calling our podcast Amigos was not the greatest idea because there's a billion other podcasts called Amigos. No, it was the best idea I've ever had. Um, but it is what it is. But if you want our Amigos podcast uh, to rise on up, if you want to help us out with that, writing an iTunes review is a great way to do that. You know, it's funny, though. Uh, I was listening to another show, and they were like, they, every week, they're like, you need to get in there and do some iTunes. I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't, get in there and do some iTunes. Do some iTunes. Awesome. Write some reviews on the sucker. I'm thinking it was, uh, I can't remember. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a computer show. It was like a horror show or something. Mm. And I hear this a lot, though. I'm always like, man, why do these people give a crap about these reviews? Well, I guess a, a lot of people use iTunes yeah. more than anything else combined or whatever. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't know. And um, it's, 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 it still is that way, even though... Um, there are, you know, a lot, even if you have an iPhone, there are podcast players for the iPhone that are much better than the one that interacts do, with iTunes. Do you use iTunes? That's the reason I brought this whole thing up. Um, I have an iPhone, but for podcasts, I use a podcast app called Overcast, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, did we mention the Amigos plays that I put up last week? I don't know if we mentioned anything except the games. Mention away. I put up a couple new Amigos plays last week. Uh, boy, they're popular games, too. That people been begging to see them uh, see the treatment done. Uh, one was WWF WrestleMania because I am doing the road to WrestleMania, which is this Sunday, live from Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. See all the stars, the WWE. Uh, this was all the stars of WWF, and they started in a bunch of crappy games, and this is a couple of them. Uh, I also, aside from doing uh, WrestleMania, I think two weeks ago I did European Rampage Tour, Ooh. which was. Uh, also not good. So if you if you feel froggy and you want to listen to those, you can go have a listen. Um, the uh, there's a new music CD that came out this week, or is coming out. It's called the uh, Paula Powered Level Up, a wicked music CD featuring all Amiga 1200. And what's coming May 1st? So we're just in time, Boke. Wow. Uh, uh, that is a uh, interesting yeah, cover. The cover has a crazed woman and a crazed man and an Amiga with a frown. I guess is the front on the couch. And well, there's an there's an Amiga 500 on the couch, but there's also an Amiga, or maybe that's a 1200 in front of them. I'm yeah, not sure. they, they're going to work. But hey, Amiga music, the bomb. So if you're into that sort of thing, fire it, fire it up. Um, the company we mentioned they're at, they're up and running. They are. We love them. We love them. And the company has released UFO Enemy Unknown, which is a very popular uh, real-time strategy game uh, that's out for the uh, for the Amiga. It had a PC version, but uh, hey, it's the Amiga, yo. Right. And so if you're into that, it's a 2.6. I'm hoping they go through and update all their versions so we can play this stuff on our normal computers when we, when we need so to. So this is the original version of the XCOM game, right? Because X, was it XCOM, the subtitle, also Enemy Unknown? And didn't it work like this, too? Don't know. All right. Uh, those games were not my bag. Yeah. But I've heard that they're a good, they were very good games. Um, that's all I got. You got site updates? Um, no. I've okay, well, allow me to uh, allow Take me us to through. Go. So, we've had some, a few site updates. Uh, 
Sorry, guys. Being out of town a couple days this week, I'm behind. Yeah, Dreamcatcher. Oh, there's right, right there. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at one that I didn't even know about. Uh, who, <laughs> there's a couple there I haven't seen. <laughs> so come to our site. You're, you'll be as amazed as I am to see those. Uh, Amigos plays Danger Mouse. Now, I used to watch the animation for Danger Mouse uh, back in the day, and uh, I thought it was an odd show, uh, but I, I would occasionally watch it. Uh, who, who put that one this up This is Chris Folds. Chris Folds. What a machine. Good yeah. man. Because he's picking up the slack for, for I've been in court all week and Boat has been out of town all week. So uh, that looks like uh, what I would expect from that game. <laughs> and then he also did Ed the Duck. This I've not heard of. but uh, This sound, this seems very British. Yeah. Well, Danger Mouse doesn't. Yeah, that's true. That's you know? Um, also put up this week, he, hey, there's another guy that's always right up for the challenge. A man named Dreamcatcher. He's put up a beautiful article on the uh, saga of Hudson Hawk. If you remember that movie, I have not seen that movie. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I'm Hudson not. Hawk is the perfect example of what happens when Hollywood gambles on a big budget feature and takes everyone down with them. Because Hudson Hawk got made, everyone got games for it. You know that, <laughs> right? The Super Nintendo, I think, had them. Or I know mm-hmm. the Nintendo computers had them. And oh they, yeah, I heard about it all the time. And, and H- everybody's like Hudson Hawk, Hudson Hawk, and then it went out and just sucked. Yeah. It was just hot garbage. And so uh, what you've got after that is... Uh, a hot garbage game? You've got a game you've got to promote after a dud. Mm-hmm. And so Dreamcatch is here to stir the pot on that. Which uh, it was a, That was an interesting article. Um, let me see if there's anything else of any consequence. Oh, of course. Speaking of which, there's another. Dreamcatcher also, we should have mentioned this. This has been, this has been about a week ago. He has a look at Total Recall. And the game based on that film. Now that was I have seen that film. Did you see Total Recall? Was Arnold? I, I, I never, never. You're saw kidding it. me. That I one you didn't see. A lot of movies. Arnold's. Well, I mean, I don't blame you, but it, it's a, it's an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. I know he goes to Mars. Uh, he also beats up Sharon Stone at one point, which is always. I mean, she's asking for it. That's she's trying to kill him. Probably true. Uh, but uh, uh, a, an interesting film. Why? Where is my Running Man game? You probably never saw that either. Well, isn't there a, like isn't the Killing Game show or something like that? No. Isn't that sort of the same? I mean, thing? it is, but it's not nothing to do with the movie. Well, I'll, yeah, but it's the same sort of. I basically. want one where you fight weird, power suited goofs mm-hmm. in a in a post apocalyptic landscape. Sure, that's what I want. Um, I'm sure, to be honest with you, last the Killing Game show is probably a much <laughs> higher quality game than the Running Man game would be. <laughs> but hey, next year in one of those uh, Amiga cha- game making challenges. Well, this year we got the last Starfighter. So somebody out there that's listening to this, let's see that Running Man game. Man, it's right for the pickings. Now, um, we can't forget our but about our buddy Jason. He put up a great tutorial on flashing the firmware for a USB GoTech drive. Now, uh-huh. this is something that I'm going to be doing very soon. I was going to ask if you'd read this thoroughly and completely. And so uh, I will be printing this out and using it as a guide. It looks like I need more equipment than what I have. So I will need to in- invest more thoroughly. But Jason, as always, just does a fantastic job with these uh, with these how-to videos. He labels photos very well. Um, I get a feeling I should read this, too, just yeah. in case. It looks, it looks really, really good. Uh, so... There's there's that and then finally this this just there there's there's more stuff guys we'll get to it next week because uh, we'll we'll need some side update but if you go to everythingamia.com there is always always new content 
I mean, it's it, I, I'm trying to read as much as I can, and I, I can't even keep up with it all. The time. It's all it's great. It's awesome, it's, and it's, it's all good. There's yeah. no fluff. There's no filler. And we're not just saying that because well, <laughs> if we were, it's all good all the time. If, if we were writing it, it would be. We're just but, in charge of botching this part. Yeah. The rest of those are very competent. As long as you ignore the podcast portion of everythingmedia.com, <laughs> it's gold. It's gold, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, Aaron, you brought something special to share yes, with us well, today. Yes. Well, this I brought, and it's. I've got this really for the show, so I thought I'd bring it out here. And also, I've been talking about this thing for so long. So this, believe it or not, this week, folks, uh, I've whined and complained and moaned about my uh, Kira keyboard interface. So to refresh, I ordered this thing in November from Amiga Kit. Mm -hmm. And time slowly marched. And finally, at the beginning of this month, I'm like, listen... You guys are killing me here. Simeon, they've agreed to sit to, uh, they said, listen, we don't know what happened to it. We had to wait for the British Postal Service to do something or another. And they and so finally they said, listen, uh, we can we can send you another one, and you can just pay the difference out, out of $25. That's as much as the British Postal people would pay me back. I don't get that, considering I paid $40, so $15 that, that doesn't make away. sense to me. So... In the interim, I had ordered the Kira from another outfit. Uh, starts with a V. Versailles. Vers- yeah, something like that. Something like that. Well, another German outfit. And literally, after I placed the order, I'd not heard anything for a, a month. A solid month. No updates, no nothing. So I'm like, here we go again. And so I was in a foul mood one night with these two companies. And so I sent both of them very uh, uh, heavily worded emails suggesting that I was... Please, I, I don't know if it mattered, but lo, lo and behold, all of a sudden their tracking number appeared on the on the the V company. It worked, stuff. squeaky wheel. <clears throat> and so in the interim, once they told me I could have twenty five bucks back in Amiga Kit, that had just sat there for. I, I had said, okay, I'll go ahead and order. How do I pay? I asked three or four times. So finally, I just said, you know what? Just give me the money back. And so, in a twenty four hour span, after waiting for four months, I got twenty five bucks back, and the key raw showed up in the same twenty four hour period. It was the darnest thing. So. This is not a non-endorsement of these companies. I don't know what this is, but that's my personal this is, story. This is it. This you is know, life. so I mean, when you when when you're playing with an old computer and old computer stuff, you don't have a lot of choices. Right. So anyway, what was I doing it for? Well, you can see this is an old C sixty four. But what does that little label right there say? It says works no sound. No sound. So we had this thing. I we got these from a, a, a friend of mine, and we got two of them. Boat's got one sitting over there, and they both had problems. Now this one, I thought, well, this would be a good donor for my computer idea. This isn't, we didn't break any new ground here, but uh, it was something I could use, I could use to uh, help me do stuff on the show, and and also just for my own personal pleasure. So what I did was, and I'm, I'm going to pop the front of this thing off here and just kind of give you a quick shot. The uh, what you've got in here is uh, a bunch of ca- cabling. And you see a Raspberry Pi. And so what I did was, here's the key rower. My thumb is wiggling. And it provides two joystick ports and a keyboard interface. So I can use this keyboard as a proper keyboard, a USB keyboard. And you've taken the C64 motherboard completely out. The motherboard came right out. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, this thing is, nothing's been done to this case. Right. It's not irreversible. Correct. Correct. And so I just sort of pocketed this stuff in. This will have, uh, you can see it's going to have RCA out. It's going to have... 
HDMI out. You can see that I've got a uh, that ribbon cable goes to a key, a key uh, a uh, SD card extender, mm -hmm. so I don't have to get in and out of the machine to change the cards. Very cool. I've got a few more parts. It took so long to get this here that I lost some of the extender cables. I had to reorder them. That's a really cool thing. I didn't even know they made SD card extender right. things like that. Yeah. Well, I found a lot of stuff out about this thing uh, uh, in the interim, and and uh, um, you know, I learned. I learned. I'm still. I've got a couple. I've got an Ethernet extender coming in, and the power extender coming in, but it's other than that, it's just software. Uh, but uh, this should do a good job emulating computers that I want to emulate. Mostly, of course, I've got the Amiga, but there again, there are some games that give me trouble because of that mouse. Right. And I think I went into that last week about the failed, the chip I changed, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it works, the computer works, but it didn't fix the problem, so I'm back to square one. Uh, but this will be something I can use for fun in the interim. Uh, and it's got a 200 gig uh, micro SD card in it, so it's a big micro SD. Card. I got a real good deal on it too. I mean, I paid practically nothing for it. So, but anyway, that's the thing I waited on forever. I got the microphone right in front out there. Uh, the uh, uh, it'll be fun. I'll put the pictures up uh, when I get it done. If you're interested in it, but uh, hey, it's been a long time coming. It's funny. It, it took all that time to get it here, and then I pretty much had it up and running pretty quick. Mm -hmm. You know. So you've tried it out. You kicked the tires. Oh, it, it's it's ready. It's got software and everything. Now, Ooh. I've got to, uh, you know, make adjustments, and mm -hmm. I haven't decided what kind of joystick to use with it. I mean, the gym stick. It's the, the only logical choice. The the, the uh, it has these two Atari ports, but there are some games I'm going to want to play that require a proper game pad. Sure. So what I'll probably do is Bluetooth it mm. with the new Pi that yeah. has Bluetooth on it. So. But, uh, yeah, the keyboard, I will say I've tested it out. The good thing about this little key rock, you can take this thing. It's really what it was originally meant for was just to use this whole thing as a keyboard mm -hmm. for your PC. Right. And so, and I tried that out, and it works great. You know, so kind of neat. That's very cool. The keyboard's, you should uh, keep that here. We'll do a little video of it on Saturday. The keyboard's not bad, you know, not bad at all. I tested all the keys, and uh, it's also just kind of cool. Like, my, my partner thinks I'm in the, and my partner at work saw me, Showing us off, and he thought he was like, "Man, why did you go to all that trouble to do that?" He is not one of us. No, because there is no explanation. So that's my little project I've been up to. Again, this was a much more earth-shaking project back, you know, five or so months ago. Even then, it wasn't that earth-shaking, but uh, it'll be fun to have around. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in the interim, now that I've got this thing taken care of, I'm going to redouble my efforts on the Amiga, and I've got to, I'm going to order a cap kit for it and recap it and see how that goes with it. So that's my next fix on the 1200 we're gonna try that route cool cool um so uh aaron it's time to talk about this week's game all right man pinball prelude we're Tell going for another it. pinball game no nope. this is a, this is it's been many a month since it pinball has been because we sort of we were two. real hot on pinball for a mm -hmm. while and we played so much pinball that our brains melted it was yeah. just too much pinball i bet it has i bet it's been probably 40 episodes ago at, at least so, at least i don't know what episode this is this is 80 some 88 really no mm -hmm. kidding so we thought, heck, I told we talked, and uh, we thought we're gonna we're gonna fire up a pinball. So I knew I wanted to do pinball, and Boat wanted to do pinball. And I knew Boat was out of town, so I was like, well, the duty falls on me this week to pick something to fool with. So what we've got this week, uh, and it may be a bit obscure, right, is a game called Pinball Prelude. Uh, this game came out in 1996, so this was. After the deal was done. This is just when you get some lingering software that's coming down a pike. Right. Um, it came on four discs or CD. And it's funny, most of the places I read did not mention the AGA 
slash CD32 version of this, but there is AGA support. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. Like, uh, Lemon didn't say anything about the AGA well, version. Well, the, the version that we played, the company version, is the AGA Yeah, that's version. the one I played was the AGA version. Um, this was put out by a company called Effigy. E-double-F-I-G-Y. This company must be pretty obscure because I couldn't find anything on them. The only things I found out that they did, they did a shooter called XP-8 that came out, I think, the same year. Have you ever heard of that one, Boat? XP-8. XP-8. Um, and they did... Like XP-8. Like the word. Is that... What does that mean? It means, like, to release, like, air. XP-8? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Um, they did another game, and this is a PC release called... I like the name of this one. Necromantics. <laughs> that is clever. So, I did have a quick look at this, and from what I can tell you, you're a top, you're a top hat, gloves, and a... And, patent leather black shoes and a cane and that's it and you walk around but i don't know what you do i didn't watch it play because we're not doing it but right. it, that seems kind of cool it looked wacky yeah that's for sure um so the guys that worked on this it really was a very very small team uh the uh the musicians the artists the coders they're pretty much all the same three or four people but the uh the uh the artist and, and the coder was a guy named philip sharp and it's funny, I looked down the list of these people. This basically Phil Sh- Philip Sharp, Valen Chan, Graham Gray, and Ian Jenkins. And they never did anything on the Amiga except for this and a game called Apocalypse, hmm. which I've not heard of or played. Have you ever heard of that one? No. Um, so, and this the reason I bring this up is, and we'll talk about it later, <clears throat> say what you want about the pinball in this, but the, the scrolling on this thing is really tight. I mean, incredibly tight. Mm-hmm. And it's it's odd to me that these guys... I'm guessing maybe demo programmers or something. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I, it's, I don't know where they came from. I don't know where the... I don't know where Effigy's from. I, I, I looked I looked a couple days this week trying to find anything about the company. I couldn't find anything about them. So I don't know much about the, uh, the company. Uh, this ran... They had flavors of this that would run on all the various Amigas. Um, it actually could be installed on Amiga hard drive, which is unusual. And they uh, they touted this as a game. One of the one of the selling points on the box was that this game could could uh, would not have a bunch of disc swapping, which I thought that was an interesting way to build a game. It's like don't swap. Well, you discs. know this this is 1996. We are well into the era of the CD-ROM, and so I'm sure that they were trying <laughs> to grasp at anything they could. We're putting out this disc game, but you don't have to swap. Yeah, uh, it also had high res modes, supported keyboard. It had uh, high score saves, uh, allegedly. Uh, it had three difficulty levels for all the diff- for the tables involved. It had something I liked, which is a replay, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it had uh, multiple directional scrolling, which is mentioned on the box. And that I would mention. It doesn't sound like a big deal until you play it. So, what do you get for this? What do you get with this game? Um, like we said, this is a, uh, a a pinball game, pure and simple. It comes with three tables, and the tables form sort of a theme. The theme is the past, the present, and the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, each one of these tables is radically different than the other. I will say that. There's no copycat tables in here. And they're really, I can't think of anything that they resemble on the Amiga in pinball form. Can right. you? I don't. Nothing no, we've played yet. Nothing we've How played about yet. that? There yeah. may be other things we haven't, we haven't tried yet. Um, 
the uh, the first table. We'll go ahead and talk about table one. Uh, and the, like I said, when you when you start this thing up, it's not really. It doesn't have an awesome presentation or anything. It just it just basically Games. comes up to a list, mm-hmm. and you and you pick your game with the the again. We played the AGA CD32 version, uh, but uh, uh, I'd say most of our listeners are probably going to be playing that one. Um, so the first table is called the past or past. Uh, this is a table that's set in the I guess the dinosaur ages, prehistoric, prehistoric. Again, one thing I tried to, to find on this game was documentation or storyline or, or uh, wizard modes, what what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, we couldn't find Jack Squat. The only thing I could find anywhere was uh, what the scoring was and what the difficulty uh, changed. So all we know about this particular table is that it, you're, it's, it's in the prehistoric times and you're, uh, and you're tangling with dinosaurs and, and, and a, the top... The top, uh, what would you call that? The top area of mm-hmm. the machine that you put the ball up to has yeah, uh, the upper play field. Upper play, thank you, upper play field. It's <laughs> like I've never played pinball. <laughs> upper play field of this game has a bunch of various sorts of clocks. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. There's a candle up there, and there's like a like something like a sundial, and there's an obelisk, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a there's a digital clock. I think it's what it's called. It's when it says it up on the screen, and. I, I think you're supposed to shut down all these clocks because I we've shut, I've managed to shut down four of the of the clocks uh, and never all of them. But uh, the uh, uh, it, this is the simplest table. Uh, it's colorful. It's got uh, a few shots. I would say this is probably the least shots of the three. It's, and like I said, it's the simplest table, but it's it plays pretty well. It does. None of these tables have outlines. Uh, which is actually that makes it easier to uh, to uh, to play. At least we on I only I played the beginner level. I didn't I, or the whatever the standard level was. Um, this thing does have a, the prehistoric table has an awesome sort of a of a of a river lane that runs down the side. There's a river on the side of the table that always is running, and you can actually hit your ball into it. And it sort of floats down, it meanders down mm-hmm. the river and comes out the side. It's almost like. Um... Lord of the Rings, how they have like the Paths of the Dead side part yeah. as it goes down. So, what what did you think of this particular table, Bo? Let's get well, your thoughts on this. You know, this was the the first table that I played, and it didn't leave me with um, with really high hopes for the rest of the game. Uh, I was very impressed, just as you were, by the scrolling and right. by the ball physics. I thought that both of those were done much better than the the table itself. This this table is. Um, it, it has some interesting features, but the absence of really kind of markers of things to shoot for, uh, aside from just the, the ramp that leads to the upper play field, um, I just, I felt like it, you know, you can criticize tables for being too busy, but you can also criticize tables for being too simple. And uh, I thought that this table is too simple. I also found it to be really easy. Um, I'm a sucker for hard pinball games. I love Taxi. Uh, but taxi is very, very difficult. I mean, you'll launch the ball and it'll go right down a right down an apple. Um, <laughs> this table, uh, in all three of these tables, actually, uh, do don't have side uh, lanes at, for apples. They don't have them at our level. As, as if you move up to a, a stronger level, they actually open up side lanes after, oh, okay. after a few minutes. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that well, that 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 changes my my opinion. But anyway, I felt like I could just play forever and ever and ever on this table without losing a ball. Really, I tried. I mean, I eventually would lose. This is 
in this easiest table. It's got, I think, what, four four uh, paddles on this one. Mm-hmm. Like there's one on each side of the top. and then Flippers the or, what or they, they look like clubs, them. I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, paddles. You can call them paddles, can't you? Like, for this, people that aren't really into pinball, they usually yeah. call them paddles. The, this, has, this has a Triceratops prominently displayed in the middle of the screen. But unfortunately, I don't think it's used that well. Uh, you can you can hit the ball in his mouth, a la the uh, annoying jerk from Funhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, you know, when we were talking about this on the live stream, and you, you were talking about how you wished it was something different, how cool would it have been if they would have done a Brontosaurus, and when you hit it into his mouth, maybe he raises his neck up and sets it on the upper play field or something like that. That would have been cool. Well, you know, yeah. have you ever played Jurassic Park? Yeah, ball? yeah. You know how the Tyrannosaurus yeah. Gra- uh, mm-hmm. or, yeah, he grabs the ball? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's that boy talk about a bear to keep that thing running. Oh, by the yeah, way, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, I think that was a missed opportunity on this one. Uh, in fact, this if you want to sum up this game, missed opportunity is probably key on the on on this table For and this. another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get certain points by going under the or the triceratops. Uh, you can get and there are cute little hidden areas on here. And there's a lot. There's some flourishes. There's a frog playing in the river. You see her once yeah, in a while. Yeah, I thought that was cute. The uh, dinosaur is it, his eyes light up, and, and there's and there's a skull off to the side of like a Tyrannosaurus. But um, I never got now. That much said, uh, having played this for a, a solid week, and this is when I really played a lot. This this game, not just this table. Uh, I I never got far enough to, and I got pretty far, I think. But I think I saw everything this thing had to offer. I didn't see any like wizard mode where. You know, things came to life, the dinosaur took off, or anything. I mean, nothing like radical happened. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. I'd say as far as the tables go, this I was probably better at this table than I was the other two. But just like you said, it was because it was a simpler table, right? But uh, you know, the music is okay. Uh, no, none of the music in this game real will, will bug you. Mm-hmm. And I will say, none of these tables are abrasive. Yeah, that we've come across in the past where you're just like, holy smokes! I never want to play this again. Right? Yeah. I can't take this sound effect or mm-hmm. music or whatever. This was they they. They got that reeled that in. Yeah. Uh, but uh, of the tables, I would say this is probably the the weakest, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, but uh, that so that one's the the past. Now, we'll move along to the present. Okay. Uh, the present table is uh, quite a table. Um, why don't you talk a little? I know you were particularly fond. Of, why don't you give us your thoughts on it? So the the present pinball table is everything I like about pinball. Um, there is a, um, a bowl where the, the number of rotations you make in the bowl multiply your score. Uh, it's very similar to Taxi and some other games. What was the other one you said had a, had something like that? Oh, gosh. There's a couple that have that spin. Another one, like that NASCAR game, just thing oh, where yeah. the ball spins yeah. around. It's a little bit um, similar, but it's not like a bowl. This game has a, a lot going on, but you can see what you're trying to shoot for uh, once you play it for a little bit. Um there, you're you're basically simulating. Um, I don't know what this is supposed to simulate. To be honest with you, it's we've tried to figure it out. Again, this is where we we looked around to try to figure out what this stuff was. Mm-hmm. We've determined there's a laptop in this. There's a cell. There's an old cell phone. It's, it's there's some like, fast food. Yeah, like what what was life like in 1996? So what are the what are the major players? So you've got a, a football stadium. Um, which is your upper to play upper play field, which right. is, we like. And then in the background, just in the paint. Uh, you have um, you have different objects, but they have digital features, which is odd to say for a digital pinball game. But like, there's a laptop, but the the screen on the laptop is animated. Uh, there's a cell phone, and part of the uh, part of the table is that you have to make certain shots when you get calls on the cell phone. Um, so there's there's a lot of really cool things. There is a um, 
there's a roulette wheel that you can trigger that gives you a, a bonus. Um, Aaron and I couldn't figure out how exactly the football part of it worked. And when we say football, we mean soccer. It looks, it's like um, a foosball table. Yeah, right? it looks like a foosball table. And uh, they, we, they we, will give you certain scores. Like they say, like you're either supporting home or you're supporting away. And so that leads you to believe that there is a way that you can control the ball once it enters the, 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 the soccer play field. Um, but we weren't sure how that worked or if they were trying to mimic movements, like Aaron said, in the Twilight Zone uh, pinball with, machine. With magnets. With magnets. Yeah. Um, there are some alternate balls that you can get in this that aren't on the other tables. Actually, that we no, saw. They, 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 the rubber one I've, I've played it on on the the first table. Is it on? Okay, yeah. so maybe there, maybe all three are on all tables. I I'm just pretty look. sure this one. I, I'm pretty sure the rubber ball. It might not. I, I I'm trying to think of. I think I mean I'm not 100 percent sure. I know it was on this table for sure. It's where I played the rubber ball. It may not have been on the first one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, and it really changes your play style because the rubber ball is. <laughs> it's it's so fast and crazy that it's unbelievable. Right, right. And then we even saw a thing called a smiley ball uh, towards the end of my game, and that ball seemed like it was a little bit heavier. And uh, you got a bonus for, for even getting to that. It's funny. All the times I played this, I, it's the first time I saw that. I was, yeah. I was like, what is this? But it's it, weird. Yeah. Um, and so I really like this game. Um, I, I didn't care much for the music. <coughs> the music didn't seem like it really fit. Was hoping they'd have like an Oasis song or something playing in the back <laughs> for 1996, but um, all together, this was by far my favorite table. This game, well, something we should mention: this prominently featured right in the middle of the table was a big satellite dish. Yeah, the bowl. Which, which, uh, what is that doing there? It's nothing. I said, just uh, maybe this is a it's, communication. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's but a satellite that, dish. I don't understand the fast food. I don't understand the weird. There's another thing where you can load this like cannon. And it says like locks on yeah. target, or maybe it's a camcorder. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. It's a camcorder. Okay. Whatever it is, I don't know what it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just it just sort of shoots your ball out, and I don't know what it's like sure. a Star Trek: The Next Generation sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, I, I would love to read like uh, an instruction book on this game just to, just to get the hoop. But I'm I'm with Boat, uh, a solid game. There were only a few uh, niggles I didn't like. The ability, the lane change isn't there to uh, at least on the beginners level where you can change the. Uh, you know with the, the lights, mm-hmm. the lights at right around the the you know near the flippers, which spell out effigy, which I think was cute. Uh, the uh, again the foot the foosball. I don't, I don't know if you can control it. I'd like to know if you could do that. Uh, the uh, uh, this this is the only table that I got to play multi ball. I think it's the only table that has multi ball, and multi ball is is awesome, awesomely done. And it really, you really know you're in it. The screen goes into that high res mode, which we've seen before, but uh, it this is pl- playable as hell. You mm. can really see what you're doing, and uh, it's fun. And uh, I, I really, you, you get a good panic mode. Plus, there's this this particular machine's got so much toys, to, you know, so many toys to shoot your oh, balls yeah. at that you can, can keep those balls going for a while. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, the. Uh, the sound when we mentioned we mentioned this in the in the playthrough when we did the Migos play earlier the live stream is that the sound is in this game it's not um, overly complicated there's not like a lot of people talking or yelling stuff or little phrases there's mm-hmm. just mostly beeps and bops and stuff that you would expect to hear in a, in a pinball machine sound effect wise but the the result of that is. Uh, it's much less annoying than right, a lot of the right. machines That's we play one of the reasons why I like EM machines in real life is because they don't have all they've got are chimes and you know and bells and there's not that one sound effect that just makes you want to <coughs> toss the machine out the window. Well, it's I think you can stretch it a little further in the 
in the arcade than you can at home because it seems to be like a crutch almost. Mm-hmm. And when you hear someone say something like 50 times, it You're just right. it does get old. So that's something else that I liked. I, I, the ambient sound, I was I didn't have an opinion on it. It was okay. It was okay. You know. Now, according to the back of the box on this, I'm going to read some of these stats on here. Uh, this thing says it's got a rotating Camaro. <laughs> is that what that is over there in that box? Uh, a, a, a rotating Camaro? I didn't see the rotating Camaro. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's, yeah, in, in on the laptop screen. But it looks like, just looking over the, the, the bullet points, We I think we've covered most of them. We mm-hmm. saw, I think we saw, because again, uh, we played the, I, you know, I, I can only say it myself, but I know both played I played the heck out of this this table in particular. And I thought it was a, a really solid table, and and that rubber ball really I, to me this seems like the table they this is their money table, mm-hmm. you know, and it may, which makes me wonder if those other tables. I mean, this isn't more like a proper table than any of the other two. I, so we part of me wants to say, oh, they were experimenting and and trying to be different, mm-hmm. and they were. Mm-hmm. But also, part of me thinks, well, they had one awesome table, they threw a couple more together and shoved it out the door. And more prelude. You know, I don't know. So, anyway, that's present. We dug it uh, and uh, uh, really enjoyed that one the, of, of the three the, the most. So, let's go ahead and talk about let's go. the future. Ooh. Now, the future table, I will say, uh, uh, points for originality on this one. I don't think I've ever seen a table. What is that outfit that puts out pinball machines on the Xbox and stuff that do the real oddball, all the X-Men and stuff? Oh, um, Pinball FX. Pinball FX. Mm-hmm. I've never been a big fan of Pinball FX. Not because I, I think their tables are crap or anything. It's just this, I'm, I'm more into realistic pinball machines as opposed to the more wacky things mm-hmm. that they do. However, the this game reminds me of, sort of, of like one of their machines. If they sort of like did one in 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, we actually think we figured out the plot. And the plot on this one is, it's the future, uh, there's a lot of pollution, the world's jacked up, and what you're trying to do in this pinball game is to is to fire up these fans that you're, the view of this game is from like a top-down view of, of a bunch of skyscrapers. You're like, I don't know, in a helicopter or whatever. And there are fans below you, and, and as you go through the game, there's a pollution level meter. And the more you, the more you do, the faster those fans will spin, and it clears up that pollution. <laughs> very clever. It is. It's a neat uh, thing. The uh, this play field is very different from a traditional pinball play field. You've got a instead of a center, um, instead of a center uh, uh, that's open, you have a big. You have your launcher right between the the uh, flippers, and it's big. It's like a big triangle or a big uh, diamond. You know. Now there are, have been machines in the real life that shoot the ball out through there, mm-hmm. and, uh, but not too many. But not like this, where there's right. an actual launcher there, and your and your flippers are sort of like like lightsabers, I guess is what they look like to me. You've got a bunch of flippers in this game, mm-hmm. but some of which you'll like. I said there's a couple. There's one that I've never actually used. I've never gotten to that play field. Uh, this game is a uh, a lot of curves. It's a uh, um, it's got two separate. It's really got. Th- I mean, it's got two separate flippered play fields. Uh, uh, I mean, that's not true. It's got three, really. It's got a, a, an upper play field. It's got a lower play field. It's got your main play field. And then it's also got a uh, like a, a lane area at the very top with a uh, lane change via the flippers. All right? So you, there's a lot going on in this one. Uh, and, it's, and the funny thing is, with all that going on, the center is sort of empty in, in it. If you, I mean, there's not anything right directly above your flippers except for, you know, real estate 
Um, what did you think of this one, Boat? I mean, this one, they really went in a different direction on this one. Well, I think that this game reminded me of a couple things. Uh, one, the layout of the table is more horizontal than vertical. It is. Um, and it reminded me of the uh, cocktail pinball machines like uh, Roy Rogers and uh, <laughs> what was it, the one that you had, Midnight Special? No, we had, uh, oh gosh, what was the name of that thing? Star Battle? Yes. Um, and uh, so th- that's the first <laughs> thing that I thought of. Uh, the second thing that I thought of was um, that even though you, you have pinball elements, I don't know if, if I could even call this really pinball it didn't seem like pinball to me because it didn't have that sort of verticality. Like, I'm used to, when I play pinball, shooting the ball up, you know, up to a, a target. And this, it's like you, you've got, it's like you're playing pinball in a square. It just seemed weird to me. Um, I think that the concept of the game, this is definitely the best theme table of all of them because you can. it has a coherent theme. Yeah, the theme is very cool. I, I think like it's, it's brilliant. Um and I, I like the way that the, the upper and lower uh, playfields interact together. Um, but I just, I don't know. This one just wasn't as fun for me to play as the present one. It's funny. I spent more time with this one than I did any other. You know, when I, when I look back on it. Because I was trying, it was intriguing to me. And you're right. It is, as it's as almost, it's wider than it is tall. Mm-hmm. You know, it's close. It's maybe almost square. And this, now, this is a table that a lot of pinball packages could not pull off. Just because of the scrolling, and I can't emphasize to to listeners uh, enough that the scrolling on this thing is it's the best, mm-hmm. it's the best. It really is good. Um, the uh, uh, the this table setup is so it's very busy, but it's not busy, and it's, it makes the, I think the failing of this table is the the access to the upper play fields. Uh, it's difficult to hit the ball hard enough to get up there. Plus, there's a it's a very unusual flipper. It's more of a diverter. Yeah. It's a right in the middle yeah. of the top part of the screen, and it lets you use your flippers, and, and you and it basically bats the ball left or right. Or but when you're not using the flippers, it stays it stays centered. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a, really difficult to get used to using a, a, a vertical flipper like that. that yeah. I've never seen that before. And, and like you said, you know, you're not used to having to move a flipper to get the ball in place. You're used to having the ball meet the flipper and then hitting the flipper and to make it go. I think that might have been a bad choice because mm-hmm. what I would have put there if it was me would have been a diverting lane that you could activate. Right. That, because there's a there's a there's a purple playfield on the right that has a bunch of bumpers on it, and I've never ever got the ball up there one time. It's got a flipper and everything. And then the other playfield that's in the upper left-hand part of the screen is not easy to get your ball in, and it's one where you light up a uh, a special when you light all these, uh, I guess they're drop-down targets or lights up there, and you've got one flipper up there, and you can actually keep the ball going in there for a good while if you if you have if you have a good round, you know. And then the the very very top of the screen, there's like a almost like a, like an airplane where the where the drop-down lanes are there, and it, even that's not easy to get to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just accessing the upper part and the lower right part of the play foot is really hard. Yeah. I did forget to mention that the um, the scoring display and the way that some of the targets are set up on this table really reminded me of the uh, Metroid Pinball on the original DS, which yes. is a great game. And something else we should mention, we're having, the graphics lists are really tight. I mm-hmm. think I'm not just this table, but all the tables. Look, they look good. Again, the dinosaur table is sort of plain, but it's colorful. Yeah. And uh, uh, 
but uh, they did a good job with what they had to work with. I mean, it, it, this game, you look at it, you're like, wow, this is really incredible and, and that the Amiga was pulling this off. Uh, and at this point, it was real long in the two. This in '96, you know, you're this has got to be one of the you know, near the end, right? And uh, uh, so, uh, graphically, it looks good. I mean, it's just one of those. I mean, uh, admittedly, that second pinball machine, we can't quite figure out what's going on because the playful <laughs> on that one's really busy graphically. Mm-hmm. But this last one, it, they pull it off nicely. I want to like this table a lot. It's just those getting to those extra play fields that does take it down several several notches. Uh, the uh, the uh, I don't think this one. I think the only one that has the multi ball is the second table. From what I'm looking at these bullet points, and I never got it in any other table but the second one. That's a missed opportunity because that multi ball was a lot of fun. Right. And I think that's something they could have added to and 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 gotten and gotten a lot of use out of it. So those are those three tables. Now I looked this up on eBay, and believe it or not, because this was listed in the Hall of Light, which is a, an excellent reference if you do Amiga games. Uh, this was listed as rare, 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 hmm. I believe. It was, it was triple rare, which I, you don't see that very often. Um, and I found a copy on eBay. If you're in Poland, you're in business. This is the only copy I found, 33 bucks U.S. Doesn't seem rare, shipped. rare, rare to me. Well, it's the only one. Uh, so, How many games have we done, though, where there's just been no eBay action at all? Well, I looked up another one that was it's so incredibly rare, I can't even tell you how rare it was. It was ludicrously rare. It was going for like hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. but I'll get to that another time. Okay. But uh, overall, what did you think of this package in summarization? Um, I feel like it's a cool idea. <coughs> you know, um, with Pinball Dreams and all those, the, the tables aren't related at all. They're just like, here's three cool tables that we thought of. Right. Um. Tying them all into a theme, it brings something to the table, I think. Get it? <laughs> um, however, I feel like maybe they had like two... I just can't shake the feeling that they had one, maybe two good tables. And then they're like, boy, we could make one of these like the present and one the future. Let's let's make this past one real quick and just kind of shoehorn it in. Well, you know, I think the past one... Has its merits. I'm not gonna. Th- it's not like I've played bad tables. I don't. I wouldn't. Rec- I wouldn't say it's a bad table. Yeah. It's just. It's a simpler table. I don't. I don't think it, none of these three tables are bad. And there, there. I would even put any of these three tables against some of the worst tables from the uh, the Dreams Illusion series because some of those. I mean, I just flat couldn't stand. I think the table from the present was a, a top shelf table mm-hmm. on any on any machine. Yeah. On any package, and I think that futuristic table, man, if it was a few tweaks, that could have been a real solid table. Mm-hmm. That was a slightly missed, off, just a little off target. But I mean, I like the idea. It's a shame these guys didn't do more of these, yeah. Because I was looking at the literature, and it says more tables will be coming soon, but I could not find any reference to any more tables ever being released. Interesting, yeah. So, and I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if these guys that got in right at the end, if they just picked the wrong horse. You know, they spent a lot of money on Amiga development, and then the world moved on. They might have. So. Now, I, this game didn't get a whole lot of reviews, but I found a couple, uh, thanks to Lemon, which we love. Yeah. Um, Amiga CD32 Gamer. Boy, that's a magazine that was doomed from Jump Street. <laughs> it gave it 78%, and Amiga Format gave it a 70%. So, which that's, I, I would say 78 about what I would say, it's it's uh, it's got merit. I like mm. the fact that the the game. I know among other things, when you increase difficulty, among other things, have the ball weight changes, mm. and so that make adds a different level of, of yeah. intensity to it as well. So that you know, it's neat. That's a good option. I like the option that they put in 
difficulty levels, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, so you've got you've got a pretty good package. You know, overall, I mean, I don't know how many people have heard of this game. I know I didn't. I mean, either. But, uh, hey. We don't do that many obscure games, and but I think this is and, one that you really could get your teeth into. Let's go ahead, because we, we haven't uh, mentioned it uh, sort of officially, or not really officially, but I, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, if you want to play pinball on the Amiga, the best way to do it, um, if, if you don't have a real Amiga, is to go over to the company.p, is it the company.pl, is that right? It's the company. Well, I don't know what I don't know what the web page is. Um, I think it's the company.pl. Yeah. Uh, we'll put them up there, because the, they deserve some credit. These guys... Um, these guys take Amiga, uh, you know, ADFs or whatever, and they make self-running EXE files from them for your Windows and uh, for Windows machines, and um, and they have the the pinball version or their their pinball is a twenty-one in one pinball. Pack. It's it's um, when you don't have your Amiga like when you're on the on the road or mm-hmm. at work or something like that, you need something to do, man. That having that full pack is tremendous. And and really, when I was sitting down trying to decide which pinball to do. I kind of went down through a few, and I mean, you're, some of that there's a lot of the same sort of stuff. But you know, hey, this was in there, and there's probably some more gems. I mean, you've got so many games to choose from, and that that is a heck of a boon of tables. I mean, that right there, you could. It's a shame you couldn't get all the cog rates though, because that would be an awesome thing to release. Oh, yeah. You know, that'd yeah. be an awesome thing. To, you know, because I would pay for that for sure. Yes, the company. Welcome back, sirs. Okay, well, um, I'd like to go ahead and thank some people. So, um, first of all, I'd like to thank. All of the fine folks that are listening live on YouTube Live. Uh, we got Pishbot, Henrik, David. Um, let's see. Uh, Neil. Barracuda was in Brutal there. Barracuda. Uh, thanks, guys. Will Williams, Robbie. Uh, thank you so much, Jason, uh, for uh, showing up and hanging out for us, uh, hanging out with us uh, while we record the podcast. Uh, and, uh, of course, Aaron, it is that time. I thought that, it's that uh, time? since we, since we uh-huh. were doing a, a game from 96, and since Oasis was not supplied with the soundtrack, I thought maybe I could supply us with a little a little bit of uh, period-appropriate music. I'm guessing Effigy couldn't afford to license any Oasis uh, joints. You know what I'm Here we go. Man. I need to tune my guitar before we play. I don't think it matters, does it really? Alan, Kebab, David McCrandles, Gary Hucker, Will Williams, Ravi Abbott, Kim, Tommy Humberstead, Josh Nan, Jason Morris, Lane, Eric Nelson, Graham, Bentley, Paul Harrington, Rob O'Hara. Zeus dads and foot dads. I like that. For some reason, I want to go fight with my brother. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. No idea what you're talking about. All right, guys. 
This brings us to the end of another Amigos podcast. Uh, Aaron, what are we going to do for our next mystery game? A mystery mystery game. game. We know. We're just not saying. That's right. We definitely no. know. We definitely know. No, no. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.